Good evening and welcome to Trust the Wizards Podcast. My name's Ronald Rickett and we're here tonight to watch for another Wizards Outside Broadcast. Uh, picking up Elf Costello on his detour tour in Manchester at the Bridgewater Hall. And I'm joined tonight by Sharitha Gobanzer. Good evening. Who is severely hungover. Yeah, indeed, yeah. yeah. But he's sticking with it anyway. <laughs> uh, and the worst thing for him to understand is that on Monday he's got a working week. And here is Elvis Costello with Welcome to the Working Week. Elvis Costello and the attraction. Now that your pictures in the paper being read by Cleo Madden, you can have an one that you have ever desired. All you gotta tell me now is why, 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 why? We go brief and to the point, uh, as Elvis used to be in 1978. Uh, and now, on this podcast, there are, there are, there are 66% of the members who are, are being committed to Elvis Costello, I would say, for about 40 years. Yeah. yeah. 33% of the podcast, I think, dropped out after maybe 20 years. Well, uh, yes, our, our fellow wizard, Kicker of Elves, always maintains, with his, his tongue only slightly in his cheek, yeah. that Elvis Costello has not done anything worth listening to since 1986. And was that... King of America was Blum, it? Blum and Chocolate and King of America both came out that year but, but yeah yeah, he's, he's wrong of course as we will very, very wrong. go on to discuss I'm very sure wrong. Yeah. but is it, is it fair to say that we are obsessive enthusiasts? Yes have you seen Elvis Costello more times than any other artist do you think? Oh that's a good call uh, probably yes Yeah probably I think yes. probably yes for me as well Even the wedding present? That's why, that's why it's an, an, only probably right. yeah. Um, uh, yeah I think probably Somewhere and around about 25 times. No, the, no, that, yeah. No. Yeah. Well, you're stratospheric compared to me. Yeah. Compared to me. I, yeah. I'm, I've, I've tried to rack them up here. And it's, it's a mere sort of two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. Yep. But, you know, I, and it, I'm trying. And tonight's show will be a solo. It's just Elvis, isn't it? Mm. There's no band. So um, have you, you've seen him in that format before? I've seen it at the Glastonbury Festival in 1987 <clears throat> that made the top 100 ah. performances at uh, Glastonbury yeah. Festival yeah. he that and he was on his own for mm. about two hours and then the the, the, the attractions appeared yeah. yes I've got I've got a bootleg of that I've uh, got yeah. a yeah. yeah not very good bootleg well, maybe yours be, better quality than mine it's yeah. reasonable but it's yeah. on tape yeah, yeah so mine's on tape too limited yeah. value now yeah the first time I saw Elvis was a couple of years after that um well, strictly speaking, the first time I saw him was doing a gig in the street outside Tower Records um, uh, with Nick Lowe. But uh, the first proper gig I saw was at Albert Hall, and then very shortly after that at Glastonbury, two years later, 89, I think it was. Um, and that was all acoustic, all just him and his acoustic guitar. He didn't even have a piano, I think. These days he has a piano as well. It's interesting, he yeah. had a beatbox. 
Oh yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he did when I saw him as well. Yeah, yeah. But I've got one up on you there because I, I, I still believe that I saw him in 1982. Ah. Because I was, I was proper obsessed with Oscar Stone from yeah. 1976, 77 onwards. Uh, but um, and I was aware that there was lots of concerts going that I was missing. Uh -huh. uh, and when I, by the time I got to see him, he was a pop artist. Yeah. And he was spotted by the Bluebells. Mm -hmm. Remember the Bluebells? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Younger, heart, yeah. Terrible, terrible. Mm. And you know, we were the young punk rockers watching the Bluebells. I was disgusted. Yeah. He, he was still okay, but it was a bit of a disappointment. Right. Uh, and then the next time, obviously, 87. And then, see, I got confused because I thought I'd only seen him at the Apollo in Manchester once. But when I looked at the wiki, the Elvis Costello wiki, which is fantastic, yeah. he played in 82 with the Bluebells, which I saw, right. and then he played in 89, and uh, Nick Law came on, uh, did indoor fireworks. Yeah. He also brought a, a copy of the Daily Star, which he was on the front cover, right. uh, being called a rock moaner. Ah. Now, I saw all those three things... Because of Trump the Dirt Down, probably, at that indeed, time. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. I saw all those th three things, so I must have attended both concerts, but I've yeah. no recollection. Right. But, yeah. uh, in terms of, uh, we, we, there's a great what, uh, website there called uh, trustthewizards.com. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, and oh, of course, yeah, yeah. And there's some great quality uh, information from your experiences of, of, yes. of, of, of attending ridiculous numbers of. Yeah, I did. I once attempted to uh, chronicle all all the times I've seen Elvis Costello. In, in, on, the, on a blog uh, called Elvis Costello Gig Memories Part 1 followed by Part 2 I got all the way up to Part 5 I think which yeah. took me up to about, around about 10 years ago yeah. and then I, and then I, st I stopped I, well I, actually it's only now you mentioned it I realised I hadn't finished it <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I didn't finish mine so I don't feel too bad yeah. because the next time I saw him is 1991 and mm -hmm. that's the time of Mighty um, Like the Rose Big Beard the side of, yeah. yeah The Other Side of Summer yeah. did you yeah. go to that? I, I saw that at the Hammersmith Odeon yeah yeah. I saw the wrong coin at Liverpool. Yeah. So my, my overall impression coming out of that gig was it wasn't very good. Right. And that's the only time I've been really let down. Yeah. He did, he, he did Alison as, as a waltz. Right, yeah. Uh, and it didn't kill it, yeah. but it nearly did. Yeah, it nearly put out the big light. <laughs> <laughs> so you, yeah. you, you were more positive? Well, yeah, I, I, I remember. I think that was the first time I'd seen him with, with any kind of band. Right. So that was probably quite quite... Exciting to see him with a, with with a, with a band. Uh, the only time I would say I've seen him and it was a bit disappointing. I saw him uh, do a concert. It was very cheap. It, admittedly, it was a very cheap concert, and it was a radio broadcast. And it was around about the time that the covers album Kojak Variety was released. And he played with a, with a very very competent band. He played all the songs on Kojak Variety, and uh, uh, maybe one song with an encore. Uh, and and it, it, it it did, you know. It, in his defence, in his yeah. defence, it, it was what I expected because it, it was billed as that, right. and I think it was actually on the day that the Kojak Variety officially came out. Um, but but yeah, it would have been good to hear a few of his own songs. Yeah, because yeah. the next after yeah. that, next after that, because when I when I look back, I thought, well, I'm, I missed loads of Costello tours. And mm. Look at the wiki. Actually, he didn't necessarily tour that often. You know, yeah, in, around that time afterwards, because the next time is one that's it's not even on the wiki. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm damn sure it happened. Mm -hmm. It was the Liverpool Pops um, concerts they had every right. every year yeah. uh, on the Albert Dock in a tent. Right, uh, and he played in 2002. Uh -huh. uh, and it was the time of Tear Off Your Own Head. Uh, when I was cool, yeah, yeah, brilliant album, yeah, And that was a fantastic concert, but it was odd because it was all seated in a marquee, yeah, uh, and there was all bounces at the front of the stage, right, and so you couldn't dance, which seems odd for a mm. rock and roller yeah. uh, and when a guy did get the dancing he, he had a scuffle with a bouncer 
I just sort of ran to the front of the stage saying, leave him alone, leave him alone. Yeah. And then the bouncer sort of left him alone but stood next to him. Mm -hmm. And the guy was wigging out big time. I was sort of wigging out with him. I thought, it's rock and roll, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So that was a good one. Yeah. I saw him quite a few times on that in, in around about the time of the uh, to, when I was called tour because uh, that was his first tour with the Imposters and uh, yeah fantastic gig so he was doing around about that time it's good yeah. of course it was 2003 you know the North tour again, yes that's he, right he lent he, he, he sort of, I always think that Elvis Costello for me has introduced me to more new music than any other artist that I follow. Because uh -huh. he's, yep. he's launched into different different genres yeah. and different yeah. ways of playing. Yeah. With, with gusto, I think. Uh, and I think North... So did you see him on the on the, at the Bridgewater Hall? Yeah. Same venue? I saw it. I was at that gig. Unbelievable. Five or six years before we actually met each other, we were both at that gig, yeah. I, maybe, maybe that was just like him and Steve Naive, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Did you get that impression with me that the, the songs stuck, kept finishing because it was so um, melodic, it was so stark. Yeah, but no one knew it's finished. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saying, he stepped on. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was brilliant. Not quite what you expected. No, but it was still no. good. And I, it's the first time I've seen him done God's comic, and God's comic has got a very clear call and response. Yes. No, I'm dead. No, I'm dead. No, I'm dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was brilliant. Yeah. Um, um, and after that, really, for me, it was just a spinning songbook. Which we went to two of those two of together, didn't we? One yeah. at the Liverpool Empire and one at uh, Liverpool Film. Yeah, uh, um, yeah they were both great. Um, well, but, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the shtick he does best, I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. He brings up the whole showman bit, you know, yeah. with the top out and he punches the top out and gets yeah. his sticker. And, yeah, that's, that's the first time I've seen that. Yeah. He's been doing it for years. Yeah. Uh, but you can see why. Yes. It's, it's a yeah. winning formula. Indeed, and, and, and he, the, the, again, there was a mixture there of, um, you know, even on the wheel, there was a mixture of, you know, the, the, as, as you expect, you don't, you don't, you normally expect to go and see Elvis Costello and he won't play Alison or Watching Detectives or Oliver's Army or Good Year for the Roses. You'll get most of those yeah, at every gift. Um, but also, you'll get, you know, fan pleasing. Yeah. more obscure stuff as well uh, you know on, on uh, the second spinning wheel tour I don't yeah. remember this but uh, I, I took my children along yes uh, yes Lenny Rickett she wrote a review for our blog she, she wrote a yeah. review yeah. yeah and uh, she, well, she was very caustic and critical yes of, she wasn't very keen was she old yeah. people singing yeah. about love and I suppose yeah. if you are 13 it's a bit uncomfortable yeah uh, but the one thing she did say was you know my, my favourite song is Alison my favourite song mm -hmm. my Penny didn't play it ah so, yeah so she wasn't very happy with it no that. no well Shall we, yeah. shall we do, do our job here? Yeah, well, should we um, choose some songs to play? Yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I, would, I would say our job, because, you know, I think the people who listen to this are already well on board with Lovis Costello. Yeah. But they're, they're looking at this podcast and saying, can you find me a rare gem to play? Something I might have already heard, and that might be something that will even more develop my love for Elvis Costello. Have yeah. You got anything you would suggest? Uh, well, you go first. Well, I would yeah. direct the, 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 the listener, uh, because in preparation for this concert, obviously, yeah. I've downloaded all of the style stuff, yeah. and I've been listening to it religiously, mm -hmm. and I, I was aware of, but I hadn't never, I'd never listened to the album Cruel Smile, which was the yes. compendium yes. to When I Was to Cruel. To When I Was Cruel, yeah. 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 And if you remember, on When I Was Cruel, it has When I Was Cruel number two. Yeah. Which is a bit cheeky because there is no number one. Well, there is. Exactly, yeah, there is. There is. It's a B-side of a Jap Japanese... Yes, yes exactly. yeah. And it but came out on the Cool Smile thing. It did. But I believe... Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to play that. Right. You might want to. Yeah. But um, that whole album 
has got parallel songs from almost all of the tracks of When I Was Crew doing a completely different and, and weird yes. and, and yeah. what a psychedelic rock. Yeah, yeah there's, and there's well, sort of weird, weird remixes and things, isn't well, there? Well, it's weird yeah. remixes. Live uh, versions. There's uh, quite a few songs. And there's, there's like songs. a live version of uh, waiting for, Watching the Detective. Oh, yes, there is. Yeah. That goes yeah. into My Funny Valentine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's, there's some very odd mashups. It's great yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it's called Cruel Smile because Cole Porter's Smile Mm-hmm. And it's Cole Porter. Is the first and last track. Smile, oh your heart. It's, it's uh, written by Charlie Chaplin. That song. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Who's it though? Uh, I don't know. Put you on the spot. Oh, uh, Charlie Chaplin. Well, I, don't, I don't know. So it's, it's, it's in a Charlie Chaplin film. Oh, That's where right. it first appeared. Charlie Chaplin wrote it or co-wrote it. Yeah. Cool. So yep. anyway, so that then it's, so it's called Cruel Smile because when I was cruel, but then Smile appears twice in the record. Yes. First and last, apart from the the, the hidden track as well. Yeah, which uh, is Soul for Hire. So oh yeah, that's a good song. Yes, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And that's a seven-minute version. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing, Cruel Smile. If I, if I was an Elsa Telfair, I didn't have everything. Yeah. I didn't have Cruel Smile. I'd definitely go in that. Get that one. Right. Okay. And the song I would play off it mm-hmm. is um, well, I, I would direct you towards the Imposter versus the Flood Tide, which, yep. it, which is dust, but done in a electronic uh, ambient way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the repressive phrase. I believe we all just end up as a speck of dust or yeah. uh, But there's also a live version of Dust, which is the one that I suggest that well, I will definitely play. Okay. What do you reckon? Well, um, seeing as you, I've, I've written down here, when I was called number one, it was, was one of my choices. But, Indeed. But seeing as we're already playing something off uh, Cool Smile, uh, I'm thinking we might play, and again, there's a counter to, uh, to um, our, our fellow wizard's assumption of there being no great songs after uh, 86, you know, I mean, if he plays tonight anything from Painted From Memory, the Burt Bacharach album, I'll be getting very excited. Any of the ballads from All This Useless Beauty, uh, um, the name of this thing is, is Not Love from uh, Delivery Man. I mean, these aren't exactly obscure stuff, they're on their album tracks, but they're albums that a lot of those Costello casual fans probably don't own these albums. Yeah. Uh, um, but he wrote, and there's a song called The Voice in the Dark, the closing song off the uh, National Ransom album, which I don't particularly love the National Ransom album, but the closing song is, I think, probably the best song he's done oh, in the last 15 years, possibly. The National uh, Ransom was 2012, 2010, I think. When I was, the, the, the one with the roots, Wise Up Ghost, 13, is 2013. So he's been very, remarkably unprolific in this decade compared to, you know, in the, in the 90s and the 2000s, he was around about one, an album every one and a half years, yes. thereabouts. Uh, and I think in the 70s, late night like that, even quicker than that. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, off, off the album Momofuku, which I may or may not be pronouncing correctly, uh, let's hear the one, a song he wrote with Roseanne Cash, which is called Song With Rose.
did they flood the plane? Did they erase the stain and wipe away the name? You kept your mouth well shut up here to turn your coat. Now there's a name for you, but it's stuck in my throat. But here we are, it's the Detour Tour. Yep. Uh, and our expectation of this is... Well, yeah. well you're probably not going to hear those two songs that we just no, played. Uh, but uh, it would be nice if we did hear some of those. Now, what we will hear, I'm sure, is... Uh, have you heard about this new, these new songs? I'm nothing, very excited nothing. about hearing these new songs. Being as the age that we live in, uh, you can go on YouTube and you can watch him at various other live gigs already on this tour performing a whole bunch of new songs which uh, I haven't done that, I've deliberately avoided it because I wanted to hear him for the first time tonight. Uh, but there seems to be a whole musical's worth of songs for something called A Face in the Crowd. Ah, now, is this the Baccarat Costello musical? No, I don't think oh. so. I think that's a separate thing altogether. Um, this, the Face in the Crowd is a film from, I think, the 1950s, directed by Elia Kazan, who also directed Streetcar Named Desire and On the Waterfront. Yeah. And it's, a, it's a, based on a short story by a guy called Bud Schulberg, and it's about this, when I tell you what it's about, you'll, you'll maybe realise why others might be thinking, now is a good time to bring this out. It's about this kind of um, 
pre-reality TV. Well, yeah, pre-pre-reality TV. A sort of guy who becomes a star on radio, right. uh, with a lot of sort of homespun wisdom and m- meaningless homilies and that kind of mm. stuff, which goes down very, very well. Uh, and talking about, oh, you know, this, 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 uh, you know, this is not how we do things in my hometown or whatever. And he becomes very popular, uh, becomes a bit first a local radio star, then a national radio star, uh, and then starts to use his his popularity to to influence the world of politics. That's the that's the film. Uh, so there's a there's rumored to be a musical of this. Now I, I must put in at this point, I really don't like musicals, so I'm going to be stuck in a dilemma when this comes out. Come uh, on, yeah, yeah, well. No, I'm not a big fan of the musicals. Uh, obviously, Tommy, but everything else, you know. Uh, My Fair on. Lady. Yeah. Well, I like the music. I just don't see any oh, reason the to. Sixpence. Yeah. Come on. Oh, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. <laughs> yes, but we 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 digress. Um, yeah. So there's this character called Lonesome Roads, and he's got. A, there seems to be quite a lot of songs that he's playing, which are part of this project. Right. And the rumor is that this is going to be uh, coming out, launching in the summer. Uh, possibly with Hugh Jackman. You Hugh know, Jackson? Hugh Jackman. Excellent. You know, the guy from X-Men. Yes. Wolverine. I've not seen any of that, but I've no. heard the name. No, but he, he, he's, he's going to be the main man in it, apparently. Um, so that, uh, I'm, you know, I've been quite a few times in the past where I've heard so- new songs for the first time live, yeah. and, and they've blown me away. Yeah. I remember particularly um, the song Alibi off when I was called. And uh, um, the other end, other side of the other end of the telescope as well. Right. I heard that before it came out, and uh, yeah, well, you'll fantastic. Be inter- you'll be interested yeah. to know though, that we have here um, a compendium of the live shows from the Elvis Costello wiki. Now, you've, yeah. re- you've requested that. I don't show you anything. Well, I don't want. I don't want to know. I want there to be some surprises. So yeah. yeah, give me some stats without giving me too much information, if you can. Well, the total number of songs played, individual songs played on this tour so far is two hundred and nineteen. Oh, that's a lot of songs. It is. I mean, it is, I mean, this tour has been going on for quite a while, hasn't yeah. it? Because it's yeah. the second time round in, in the UK on this tour. Started in Boulder on yep. the 1st of March 2015. Right, okay, so, so yeah. A hell of a long time. Yeah. Um, 162 originals, 57 covers, and 41 wow. debuts. So I'm assuming that's songs he's never played. How many covers? Before. 57. Uh, yeah, but that's probably he's just played what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding most nights. Yeah. I reckon that probably accounts for about fifty of them. Yeah, probably very true. Yeah, um, in all these various guises that I've ever seen him in, with with you know by himself, oh. with the imposters, with the attractions, with the rude five, with whoever, with the Brodsky Quartet, he almost always plays what's so funny Even about peace, love, and understanding. Actually, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure he played he played uh, peace, love, and understanding with the Brodsky Quartet. But if he had done it, it would have been ace. Listen, we haven't yeah. got time to go through the stats yeah. here, but I'm, I'm, I'm questioning whether this is 41 debuts, not not one song played quite a long time, 41 new songs. Or songs that he's never played live before. Sorry, yeah. sorry. yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, Because yeah. it says here, unreleased originals, 27. Yeah. Right. So, anyway, so this is all brought That's not. It didn't. That's probably he's 27 times he's played them. So we've played one song nine times. We're going to get bogged down. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get yeah. bogged down. If, if well, we try so and understand the statistics. Which album has he played the most? Has he featured the most? Good. To, good. Glad you said that. Um, get happy. Oh really? Amazingly. Yeah. Oh. Well, there are a lot of songs on Get Happy. There is. Yeah. About 20. 20. Yeah. From memory. Yeah. 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 That'd be. Oh, I'd like to hear something. Get happy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Motel matches. Love and tender. Yeah. I stand accused. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and my favourite of the my favourite the, the, out of the big hit, big hit, big hit songs, yeah. the one I always love hearing is especially is I can't stand up falling down. Do I think there's a terrible version. Of it? No, I love that. That's it. Yeah. Okay. But he also does a slow version of it as well, because the original, the original Sam and Dave original is a slow ballad. Yeah. And it's great. And he sometimes does it slow as but well, and you, that's great too. Have you seen yeah. Sam and Dave doing? I don't think so. Because no. I get it on YouTube. You can you see them doing it. When you see them doing, it, you think no, no, that's the way it should be done. Right. And it, and yep. it kind of ruined ruined it for me when when I used to like the Offset version a bit. Yeah. But it's nowhere near what Sam and Dave do. Oh. But anyway, okay. you know, in terms of slow songs, yeah, Climb Time is over. Oh yes. And, and yeah. The twelve inch version of that. Yeah. That is. I mean, play that. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh that. yeah. Yeah. That'd be yeah. pretty good. Yeah. That's only one album. Though. Yes. <laughs> I don't know sure we can go through more. No. But he's ten off that. Yeah. How much has he played off Painted from Memory? Has he played anything from Painted from Memory? Two. Two. Mm. So the likelihood of that coming up is pretty slim then. Pretty slim. Yeah. Oh, this is use, Beauty 3. Yeah. Um, King of America got nine. This is Model 9. He's played yep. some of the hits. Yeah. Can I have a, a Blood and Chocolate? He's playing quite a bit of Blood and Chocolate. So you'll see, because the other thing is Imperial Bedroom is, is one of my favourite of his albums, possibly even my favourite. He's just done a tour a little while ago. He did a tour of some dates in America, which was called Imperial Bedroom and Other Boudoirs or something like that. Yeah. Uh, where he, I think he had the imposters with him at that. It wasn't a solo thing. And he played the whole of Imperial Bedroom. So whether that means, and again, a lot of those songs might, arguably might not work. With just him, without the without the imposters. Um, but I'd love to hear, you know, Town Crier or, you know, Tears Before Bedtime, that kind of stuff. Well, six, six off that. Six off right, that's not much, is it? Uh, yeah. None off the Juliet Letters, interestingly enough. Ah. None off for the stars, which I suppose you kind of understand that. Uh, and otherwise, everything gets a gets a run out. For the stars isn't really his album, is it? It's, it's Annie Sophie Fonotto. Well, as much fun as this is, Rebel, sitting here drinking and talking to you. Clown time, my friend, is over. We need to get to the gig. So let's hear Clown Time is over.
Seen Elvis Costello tonight. We're a bit stiff. A bit oh, stiff. Yeah. Sitting down. My knees are a bit stiff. We've been sitting down for your buttocks. You said were, yeah. were the main area giving you jip. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're, they're not as comfortable as they look. Those, those chairs, are they? No. And we've been sitting there for a long time. Uh, long two time. Three two, quarter, two, two, two and three quarter hours of live, fantastic, no, you know, this fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what they yeah. say? If it ain't stiff, it ain't worth a fuck. Yeah. Indeed. Yes. So yeah. what was it like? I hear you say. Well. Uh, it was varied, wasn't it? Varied, Va- varied. Yeah. You know, it was. I mean, not, I don't mean in quality. I mean in in kind of tone. I thought, you know, you had some very loud stuff. Yeah. You know, stuff like watching the detectives with the. That was uh, loud. With that the, he was messing around with pedals and distortion and all sorts of stuff, wasn't he on that? Yeah, with the electric guitar. He was. And then you had some extremely quiet. Lovely little Dixieland yeah. numbers. Yeah. Sat on the, I sat on the blue chair. That's right, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they're moving over to the big piano numbers. But I think we were saying, if we're giving, let's go overview first. Overview. Yes, yeah. Uh, this was very much a compendium piece to the book. Yes. All yeah, we've the... both read the book, haven't we? We have. Uh, well, I, li- I listened to the audio book. Uh, yeah. But uh, and I, 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 it was the most in-depth and detailed and honest, uh, you know, book by a musician I've ever read. Until yeah. I read the Springsteen one, which is equally so, if not more so. Steady, I've not read that yet. Oh, okay, right. No spoilers. No spoiler alert. No, there. Yeah. But, but what he, he did. He becomes do... a successful singer. Oh, that's, that's what happens. Yeah, that's, ruined, it. that's, that's ruined yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh, so, but but and without a spoiler alert to the Costello book. Yeah. So of course, the Costello book really does delve right back to try and figure out where this where this minstrel this wandering minstrel yeah. lifestyle. Uh, they, 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 they Indeed, embowed itself into Elvis Costello because he's got quite a lot of very, very. There's a lot of music in his family history. Mm. His dad, his granddad, and his mum, and and as he explained in the book and explained a bit tonight, mm. you know. And also, it's interesting you choose the word wandering because wandering in terms of uh, wandering down the infidelity, which is wandering hands, certainly and a pattern that his dad did, and as he acknowledged. Tonight and in the book several times, uh, you know. So he said he, he said tonight he said I made all my mistakes early on in earlier on in life, uh, but you know he's, they are mistakes that he he's, yeah. he's considered to be. I didn't think in the book, and I mean, yeah. I mean, there's no reason why he should be graphic, yeah. uh, but he wasn't graphic. Yeah. So there was a certain he was a gentleman. Yes. But yeah. and he would just indicate about. Yeah. And at one point he did say that he had so many liaisons on the go 
that he was getting very confused with you know, all these women in different places that he was seeing. <laughs> and um, I thought, well, that, that was that was that was telling. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. That's just yes. I'm getting, I'm getting so, more, so morbidly was, obsessed by that bit of it. So the the set we had a, a big TV showing stuff, didn't he? Mm, a yeah. big a big like television, like you say, piano, lots of guitars. But before you, before he yeah. came on the stage, frankly, it was like. 500 people sitting around watching the telly. It was because they were playing old Elvis Costello, old and new Elvis Costello videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, the lights went down and they played the whole of the video to Monkey to Man. He did. Uh, yeah. From the Delivery, Delivery Man album. And then he just came on. And, uh, he did. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I mean, so he came on and I think the first few songs, I reckon, because he, cause he said, you know, okay, you people know what I've been doing and this thing I've been yes. doing. Three yeah. years, he said. Yes, three years on and off, this tour's been doing, yeah. And so he said, so you know what I'm going to do, so I'm going to do something else. Yeah. And I did think that he was, it was a bit pick and mix, the first four or five songs. Yeah. Mind you, I can't yeah. remember what they were. Well, I can tell you what they were. He's, he's, he kicked off with This Year's Girl from This Year's Model and Just About Glad from a, yeah. Brutal Youth. Yeah, so, didn't expect yeah, to see that. Fantastic. The the first real highlight of the yeah. evening was the next one, New Lace Sleeves. We got oh, a massive fan of that song, all time uh, favourite. Yeah, yeah, it's one of it's, it, that that was a real highlight, and he's 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 sung that fantastically well. Uh, Church Underground from the fairly recent album, uh, yeah, the well, Na- National Ransom. That's what I said to you. That's a new one. You yeah, no, no, it's just yeah, off the album yeah. you've not listened to. Yeah, uh, and then the, he played a song called Stella Hurt, which he explained was about a a real person in the nineteen thirties who was a a singer. Uh, um, uh, and I can't remember what you said his, her name was. It wasn't Stella. Um, yes, and they but they burnt her voice out playing yeah. for the uh, United, United Services the forces, overseas. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, and that that song on the album, it's on the album Momofuku, which is the last album he made with the Impostors. Yeah. It's quite a rocking number. But tonight it was like a little, mm. yeah, sort of jaunty bit Dixieland kind of thing. Very yeah. with lots of picking guitars. Yeah. Yeah. I thought these were all okay. Yeah. I was enjoying them. Yeah. But they they weren't engaging me as much as I thought they would. Yeah. And then because I think like when he so there's something like every day I write the book is a classic, isn't it? Yes. In which there's so much orchestration that and the actual recorded one, you yeah. know, there's there's layering all over the place. And yeah. he played that with just guitar, and I thought well, it's okay. Yeah. But yeah. I was you know, I was missing a yeah. little bit at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I think well I think that the next song was when it started to really become far more engaging because he started telling us about the songs a bit, yeah, didn't he? Because yeah. he played Five Minutes With You, which he explained was kind of a trying to write a song from the other point of view from shipbuilding. From ship. Yes. And, and, and he I, kind of interspersed the two songs together. Yeah. Which I, was quite bit, effective. Yeah. Thought, no, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. I was quite keen that he played shipbuilding all the way through. Yes. I feel your pain. <laughs> I, I felt exactly the same. Once he started playing shipbuilding, I went... Great, he's playing shipbuilding, but then he went back into the other song a couple of times, didn't he? So he's playing snippets of both. He yeah. did, he did. But having said that, I think you're right. That's when it started hitting it, 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 its groove. And, yeah. and I think well, he, he, so he came and more or less played those first three or four songs one after another, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it, uh, quite a bit of improvisation, but you know, it was it was feeling its way. But yeah. Then he started to get in the more extended storytelling. Yes. When he got past that as well. Yeah. And and, and the the visuals were were linking up. They were, with yeah. With the stories, yeah. you know. So yeah. it was quite interesting that, you know, this off-the-cuff tale, and he comes to a point in the tale, and there's a, there's a picture on the screen that's that's absolutely talking to what he's saying. You think, yeah. he's that quite well choreographed, on it? Yeah. Well, there, at this point, he was on the piano, and he made a joke, as he always does, about mm. about his lack of skill on the piano, uh, which, I, I mean, I, there was a few songs tonight that he, we 
puts you know he puts that to to the sword that kind of thing because he played fantastic piano on on uh, shipbuilding and the the ne and the next song which was a new song you you said it might be called time on my hands mm. i've written down it might be called stripping paper it's mm. a new song i don't know if it's part of this facing the crowd thing well, certainly that, some of the songs you played tonight were part of that and it's, um, it was the new songs for me that made it yeah because you think all oh, on this this a the good yeah uh b the the very interesting i thought yeah. the stuff about the evangelical preacher who goes on to be famous and all that yeah. and and, and the, he's actually the devil he explained oh, he's, actually, yeah, he's, the he's actually the devil from the sound of it i don't know if he, if in the original story right. the character is actually the devil but elvis seemed to say tonight that he was the devil yeah. Well, well, yeah. They, they were interesting. They were yeah. good, and and because he, he was in that, that character, yeah, you know, and the, the 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 lyrics were very clever. There was like salesman lyrics, and, yes, you know, there was yeah. the it, it all got it all got very interesting at that point. There was and, a song near the end, not to jump ahead, but there was a song near the end called Vitajex, yeah, which was about a sort of made up product product, and it was a bit like that. It reminded me of that song "Step Right Up" by Tom Waits. Yeah. You know where he just says about this miracle product that will do. It gets you a job. You know, yeah, get, yeah, 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 exactly. Never designing, never yeah, designing. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, fantastic tune. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, after that was Deep Dark Truthful Mirror, an old favourite of mine that I kind of got. Yeah, that was highlight. one of the highlights. Brilliantly sung, brilliantly played. And uh, and and this is the Costello thing, isn't it? That I've listened to Deep Dark Mirror. Through it hundreds of times i've played the guitar hundreds of times it's yeah. moved me hundreds of times and you i've completely forgotten yeah that that's there and he played that song bing yeah yeah the, the deep dark truthful mirror bit of my brain switched on yeah felt, yeah felt so good yeah it was fantastic um yeah it's, it's, i i love that uh that song anyway um and it was nice they, they put some pictures earlier up in earlier on in the show they put some pictures on on the screen of alan tucson and, mm. and Deep Dark Truthful Mirror is the first time that Alan Toussaint... Actually, yeah. it's not, actually. I tell a lie. It's the second time that Alan Toussaint played on, uh, well, you on say Elvis that. Costello's song. You the first say time that. was on Walking on Thin Ice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, the, that's, the, that's the first time he played on his song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he said at that point in his life he was pretty much screwed up. And right. the, the lyrics reflected that. Yeah, yeah. But what's that? Feeds on a dead monkey's hand. The yeah, butterfly feeds on a dead monkey's hand. Stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. uh, he was looking at Alan Tucson thinking, I wonder what he makes of this. Yes. <laughs> well, Alan Tucson yeah. was just cool with it. Yeah. Um, so then he, he played uh, the song Facing the Crowd which on the piano, which was fantastic. Then he switched over to the blue chair and played a song called They Call Me Mrs. Lonesome. Well, I, I thought that... And, a country and, number. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine they call Mr. Lawson isn't one of his songs, although I don't no, know. No, that's I think that's from because the main character in in the the face of the crowd is called Lonesome Roads. Oh. So that's that he said he said introduced that and said this is the song from the first wife to the second wife. Right. This is first wife singing this song to the second wife. Because it was about domestic violence. Uh, well, and and mis certainly mistreatment in a, right, in, a yeah. in a marriage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If not out and out violence, but yeah, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. But it was a lovely um, lilting Dixieland number. Lovely, yeah, lovely little country song, yeah. And I thought um, all that from the blue chair, everything they did on the blue chair was magic for me. Yeah. And then, so yeah, so after the, what I thought was a slightly lacklustre start, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, the new songs, and then this new character that he evolved on this blue chair singing, yeah, as I say, you know, l lilting Dixieland. Yeah, yeah. It, it was really good. It had a sort of, it's kind of, that, that kind of, you know, I've I've read a review a little while ago it was the, of of I think it was the National Ransom album or the one before Secret Profane Sugar Cane, and it and it said like what's going on with Elvis Costello? He thinks he's some kind of 
roving minstrel in the 1930s in the Deep South. Yeah, Woody yeah. Guthrie type of person. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Don't you know, knock I, it. No, well, I can't <laughs> like him when he's being uh, the 1930s uh, Well, we, we liked yeah. him. He's been in the 1920s... Um, well, yeah, like, yeah, not a cartoon character, but with the, what the guy he was doing with the, the guitar up here and... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That, all that yeah. stuff. Oh, the ukulele. Yeah. Jo- George Formby. Yeah, George yeah. Formby, that's yeah. the fella. I yeah. like that. So he played. then he played a song called Walking My Baby Back Home, which I didn't know, and I think that might be a cover. Yeah. Uh, I think we've heard him play that before at one of the Spinning Songbook concerts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then another highlight for me uh, was... Um, of the Baccarat, I said I really hope he plays one of the Baccarat songs. Well, more than one, isn't yeah. It? He did a quite a long speech about um, his dad, mm. and then talked, and then and then said at the end of it, he says, "Well, I've talked quite a lot about on this tour about my dad, but you know, you, you must understand that that he, I didn't really see much of my dad when I was a kid because he was mostly away, and because he was." Uh, I can't remember the word he used, but he, he said he, he, he'd, he'd been unfaithful to his mother. Yeah, yeah. So and and then he talked about. How he, like I say, made all these mistakes early in his life and played Toledo, which is a song about being away from home, mm. not answering the phone to your partner because you're cheating. On her. So mm. uh, and a brilliant, brilliant song, which he played very quietly on the on a, on an acoustic guitar, and um, yeah, that was that was fantastic. That was As was and so like you and you always wait for watching the detectives. It's just yeah. a classic. Yeah. And he was saying it's about film noir. Yeah, and I wasn't really sure what film noir was. So to, to remind us, he put hundreds of oh, images yeah, yeah. of different film noir yes. from the period yeah. and played Watch the Detectives with a massive um, uh, echoing guitar yeah. Yeah. held in loops then playing the ding ding yeah. over the top of it yeah. and very effective that which I uh, hope that cheered up the guy because there was a guy to our left in the choir seats wasn't yeah, there yeah. he kept shouting out for watching the detectives yeah. uh, even in the most quiet moments of some of the earlier songs which yeah. uh, was yeah, it was yeah, a bit well, annoying, but uh, well, he, 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 he seems to shut off. up after after he played, he played Watching the Detectives, or else he left. <laughs> he might have just left. He said, well, he's played the song I like, I'm going now. I thought yeah. they'd sent a bouncer to him, because he was getting a bit annoying. Yeah, yeah, he was, and he was talking yeah. during the quiet songs. Because I don't think which, he was shouting for Watching the Detectives, I think he was just shouting Watching the Detectives. Yeah, you know, he, he, was, he started singing it. Right. He was singing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, not very well. No. But anyway... Um, of course, Chuck Berry died uh, this weekend, so um, Elvis told a fantastic story yeah. about meeting Chuck Berry, and he told us that the guitar he was playing had been played by Chuck Berry and showed us a picture on the big screen of Chuck Berry playing that very guitar. And, and then uh, a picture of uh, Keith Richards playing that very guitar. Yeah, and he, and he, and he you know, again, so if you live a life like Elvis Costello, even just in, since the book come out, imagine how many more great stories he's got of meeting <laughs> his heroes and, and getting to do amazing things. He does seem know. to be getting through them, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then he played uh, a great version of uh, No Particular Place to Go, uh, yeah. which... Uh, and he was right, actually. He, yeah. he was playing the wrong timing. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah except yeah. that you know, Chuck Berry had every right to punch him in the face. Yes. Because yeah. Chuck Berry did it in 4-4 four, four time, he did it in 6-8 time. He did it in 6-8, and he did do it in 6-8, which, which was a strange... It was. Strange way of playing it. <laughs> but... Uh, but no, it was, it was still good. And then, for the last bit of the main set, he he, he just stood at the front of the stage, unplugged his guitar, no microphone, mm. and sang Allison. And the the place was absolutely silent, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was yeah. it, very respectful. Yeah. But, and no, and and it was brilliant. Yeah, it and was. There, it there was, was a different brilliant. quality yeah. to someone singing without any microphones. And, yeah. And you're hearing the guitar there through no distortion and with not, not even through the speakers. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then to be able to do that in a like five hundred person auditorium. Yeah, I think there's a bit more than that in, in Bridgewater yeah, Hall. Yeah. 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 yeah, but I, I, I'll tell you what, we go, what I like about the Bridgewater Hall where we were sat today, because we were quite near the front, in the middle of the balcony. Mm. We were pretty close to the stage. A lot closer than you would be in quite a lot of the seats downstairs. Yeah. Uh, we, didn't, to, we didn't need a big video of him. We didn't no. need him on the big screen. No, no, we didn't. No. Plenty enough no, of we could, We had a good, great view of him, and uh, it sounded great from there as well. Yeah. So then as, after he went off, they played a video on the big screen mm. of uh, a video we've both seen before, I know, yeah. of his dad singing the, the song If I Had a Hammer. He'd previously told a story about him doing that at the... Uh, Royal, Royal, Royal Palladium, yeah. Royal, uh, well, um, the, the weird thing about that is that I'd seen that ages ago because yeah. I've, I've searched high and low for video of Elvis Stella's dad. Right. And outside of the R. White's advert, which that's not him. That's not him. He's no, singing he's, You can hear him, but he's not him acting. Yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. I always thought it was. Yeah. And in fact, everyone at my school thought yeah. it was him. Yeah, yeah me too, yeah. But, but yeah. that's not him. Uh, so that's that's the only real substantive one you can find. It's absolutely brilliant. Yes. Um, yeah. But um, I, I, I want more Ross. Yeah. I want yeah. to see more Ross out yeah. there. I mean, but it, it, it looked... That in that video, you go and see it. It's on YouTube. He, he really does look like Elvis. Obviously, it's his dad. But you know, and, it's but, ridiculous. And, and as Elvis said when he came back on the stage, he says, "Now you can see where I get my amazing dance moves <laughs> from." Which uh, uh, was a bit of a joke. But he did. He did do a few moves this evening. I think. Yeah. I think he did. He, he moves like him. He looks. Like yeah. him. Frankly, he's even got the same glasses. It's, yes. It's ridiculous. Oh, and when he came back on, I think it's worth noting. He for some reason he was wearing a big coat. A top hat and waving a cane around. That's right, yeah. Which he then immediately took yeah. off. Well, as he uh, as he did at the beginning of the of the concert, sp- came on with the jacket on, and before he even started the first yeah, song, yeah, just took it off, threw it, threw off. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, could catch on. I think it's worth saying as well that that I can't think of many times I've seen Elvis Costello before where he's been that he's it's that obvious that he's really having a great time. Mm, yeah, yeah, and and uh, very very light hearted, very very jocular. Uh, and just, just very, very cheerful. Sometimes I mean, you see him; he's a bit grumpy. He's a bit grumpy. Yeah. He's all. He's always very sweaty. Yes. Yes. And I noticed that he's obviously <laughs> that's why he gets the jacket straight off there. Yeah. Um, that I don't think he. Well, he worked a bit of a sweat. Yeah. Uh, but not. He's, he's usually soaked. Well, he's he's lost a lot of weight. Do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you look at him in, in you know ten years ago, well, yeah, perhaps, yeah, perhaps, delivery yeah. man kind of time. Yeah, he's he's a lot thinner now than he was ten years ago. But do you think of yeah. the, the, the spinning what's it tours? Yeah, he wears a big coat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in a big. I mean, the the Empire is a much more claustrophobic theatre than that. Yeah, uh, and he he works his way around the, the and it's it's all action, isn't it? So yeah, I think this was a much more uh, a concert that perspired less. Yes, yes, that's what they'll <laughs> say on the polls. Yes. I think. Yeah. <laughs> One day you're gonna. Face a deep dark truth from mirror, and it's gonna tell you things that I still love you too much to say. The sky was just a purple bruise, the ground was iron, and you fell all around the town until you looked the same.
shouts ring to the boots of rastabouts and you're never in any doubt there's something happening somewhere well, you chase down a road till your fingers bleed on a fiberglass tumbleweed you can blow around the town but it all shuts down the same the same eyes Skin trunks. They set him up, set him up on a stool. He falls down, he falls down like a drunk. And you drink till you drool. Well, it's his story of flatter. You stretch him out like a sink. But the canvas that is splattered. But how do you know he really needs it? As a butterfly feeds on a dead monkey's hand Jesus wept, he felt abandoned You're spellbound, baby, there's no doubt in that Did you ever see her stare like a Persian cat? Same eyes, the same lips, the same That was Deep Dark Truth for Mirror from the album Spike, 1989, on Warner Brothers. Yeah, one of our yeah. highlights. One yeah, of one highlights. of the highlights for this evening, for sure. So after he came back on, yeah, uh, he played three songs from this new project. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think the were, first one might be called Blood and Hot Sauce, yeah. which was a, I, I like that one a lot. And then there was a quieter one called No Man's Woman, or I'm guessing it's called No Man's Woman. And then there was another one, which I've got no idea what it's called. Yeah, um, the blood and, yeah. blood and hot sauce. That was that was the evangelical preacher. Basically, that was his show. Wasn't yeah, it? it seemed like he's a catchphrase or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was saying just you know when when you when when things are going bad, you just say blood and hot sauce. That's right. Yeah. In all these different scenarios, just say blood and hot sauce. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then a song we discussed earlier on before the gig, I can't stand up for falling down. Yeah. The slow version. The, uh, yeah. As it should be done, yes. I would say. Yeah. 
because uh, I was saying before, wasn't it? The 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 the, the get happy version is all right. Yeah. But it's not nearly as good as the Sam and Dave version. Yeah. But what he did tonight was much closer. To yeah. That. Yeah. I know. And this very very soulful singing on that. Uh, he just yeah, he sang that brilliantly. Then he went off again. Yeah. And we wondered if he was coming back on, but you spotted. Well, a guy had brought a guitar out that he hadn't used. Yeah. So I was pretty, so I was that was pretty a big confident. Clue, wasn't it? Big clue. Yeah. He's bringing a new guitar coming. So he came back on. Uh, he did uh, indoor fireworks, which was fantastic. Yeah, that was that good. was absolutely fantastic. Again, the place was totally quiet when he did that. Um, he told a story about his grandfather. Um, yeah. uh, again, and and his grandfather's story is actually even more fascinating than his father's story. Yeah, it story. is. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you can yeah. go, you know, you know, a boy soldier. Yeah. Um, who shows an aptitude for music. Yeah. So we'll put him in the band. Yeah. Uh, still managed to get shot. Yeah. He's 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 he start, he's joined the war in 1914. Yeah. Now I'm not giving away. I'm not betraying any confidence to say it lasts yeah. for another four years after that. Yeah. Uh, so he gets shot. Ends up in a hospital in in Germany. It's, if you if you still if you're not sure of the result of the uh, of the First World War, look away now. Okay. Germany lost. <laughs> yes. And um, but, and, uh, but they had a late comeback a few years later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So it. it but but his, it, I mean his story then 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 joining the the ship liners, traveling the whole world, playing his trumpet, uh, and then coming back and there being no work for him. You know, it's it's an incredible story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure, by the way. Yeah. Jimmy, was, yes. was that his granddad? Well, he's, I don't know. It seemed like the song, the song is definitely, especially after what I've read in the book, this, that song is definitely based on, because it, say, it says um, something, uh, Forgotten Hero, Indifferent Nation, uh, standing in, in a Lancaster station, Lancashire, Lancashire station. Yeah. So, I mean, the words of that song are describing his grandfather's life. Yeah. I think his grandfather was called Pat. Not yeah. Jimmy, but he's, but but yeah, yeah it's quite a license, isn't yeah. it? And it's, um, his granddad was on the screen, so yeah, let's yeah. take it as read. Um, but that was that was uh, another highlight. That song, uh, Jimmy standing in the rain. Um, then there was Vitajex, which we've already talked about a little yeah, bit. It was uh, excellent, excellent, excellent song on the ukulele. And then another, yet another. He, he said to the to the crowd, "Do you want me to just keep going, playing you some more new songs? This yeah. is like you're in my front room, and I'm just playing you." New stuff some new songs I've got um, and the crowd said yes so I he did he I don't know whether he'd read it right because I was thinking that I was thinking these new ones are, you know it's almost like yeah I know all that stuff and it's not going to sound as great as it would with a band yeah. but this new stuff is, is really engaging and this one yeah. it's, it's making it much more vital for me that I'm hearing this mm. and and he because he, he said to the crowd at one point he said do you want to hear old stuff or more new, new stuff, stuff yeah. and, and and there was a mixture quite a lot of people said new quite yeah. a lot of people said old I shouted both Yes, you did. You were uh, cheating, but, really. Yeah. Um, but he didn't. Which I suppose is what we got. Yeah. He did, yeah. Um, and then to finish finish things off, he he played um, uh, Kick, Kicker's Nemesis. That song. She. She. He doesn't like that one. I, I, it, it divide, I, I don't know if it's sure, but I'm almost certain. It divides opinion amongst Elvis Costello fans, doesn't it? Really. Because um, it's not even the Burt Baccarat project that is. That's no, that's off, it's off, off um, Notting Hill. Yeah, Notting Hill. You had me a hello. Is that the one? Yes, that's I one. don't know. I don't think it is actually. But well, I don't know. I'm not big on romantic comedies. Yeah, I've not seen that. Um, well, I got that in a free CD with the Daily Express or something. I didn't buy the right. Daily Express, by the way, but um, I think someone gave me. Right. <laughs> this is this sounds worse. <laughs> I'm not sure which is worse. I, I, if you mean you got the DVD Notting Hill? No, no. The right. the, the CD the with, with the soundtrack on it. Right. With she on it. Right. I happened across it. I'd I'd. If I were you, I'd admit I'd rather admit that you bought the CD 
soundtrack of this of the film she of the film Notting Hill, Hill rather than admit they do on Sport the Daily Express. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, let's go with that. Yeah. Anyway, they did what? Well, good, good. It was a good version. Good version. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a it's a cracking melody that song, and Elvis always sings it very well. So, um, yeah, the 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 actual recorded version, I'm not a huge fan of. It is a bit, uh, mm. a bit too much too much strings on it for my taste. Yeah. But uh, if if when he's when I've seen him play it before, with just Steve Nave playing the piano and him singing it, mm. it's it's fantastic. Well, um, he does that well, yeah. doesn't he? He does that that operatic, you know, really yeah. deep booming voice yeah. holding notes for a yeah. long time yeah he's good at that he Play, is very plays, good plays at that yeah. yeah yeah uh then it was back onto the electric guitar for oliver's army yeah uh you, you can't know, go still too far wrong with still to this day his biggest hit and his best known tune <laughs> and uh uh yeah that that went down very very well uh that that was i was thinking actually during that song because there's a, the line in that song but there's no danger. It's a professional career, and it was making me think exactly that because you see most other people of of his age who've been around for as long as he, he, he they're not playing seven new songs, that yeah. um, seven unrecorded new songs on a piano at, at their at their gig, you know, on the on the second to last date of their world no. tour. Uh, they've they've got a set list and they play that and they do the hits and yeah. they you know and it's all very were rehearsed and it's the same every night yeah. um, you know and he's he's he's, 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 taking, he's, he's taking chances yeah yeah he's taking chances exactly uh, you know because I mean, there is a temptation play the hits they'll come back next time uh, and you know the, the cash tills will roll yeah if you disappoint people yeah well, um, it's, it's, likely they won't come back well, str- you've got to strike a balance obviously if yeah. you just did new songs but, uh, but uh, isn't it fun? I don't even have this experience. But when I was going to see Morris, I said, oh, you know, I know this guy's going to see Morris. He's hoping he's going to play this charming man. He's hoping he's going to play Hand in Glove. I'm like, oh, he yeah. ain't going to do that. Yeah. He's not going to do any of those. Yeah. Really? Why not? <laughs> yeah. He might play like three or four Smith songs, maybe. Yeah. Two, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at least yeah. you, at least Elvis, you know, he, he does half, I guess. Yeah. Stuff that you know. Yeah. But, but like I say, I I I thought the, the the thing that made it interesting and engaging for me is the is the new stuff. Yeah. Anyway, then we came onto the climax, which is bound to be what's so funny about peace. We we discussed this before, didn't we? So it was, it's 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 going to be what's so funny about peace and understanding. Uh, and it was it wasn't. He went all NHS on us. Yeah, he did a big speech about the NHS. Uh, and uh, well, it wasn't a big speech. It wasn't a very long speech. But he it no. was it was a heartfelt speech uh, yeah. based on his own first hand experience of his mum being in hospital and seeing. You know the conditions that a lot of people in that hospital are having yeah. to face. Um, before then, playing uh, you know the 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 dance, the, let's all dance on Thatcher's grave song, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, tramp the dirt down. Yeah, which you know I, I yeah I love the song. It's one of the best lyrics he's ever written. And I've but I've heard him play that live quite a lot of times. Yeah, and I understand the reasons why he plays it. I don't think he plays it very often. No, I mean, but the thing is, uh, I, in 1987 at Glastonbury, yeah. that was like a defining moment. Yeah. Where it was like, you know, we were literally assassinate the bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was an actual movement. Yeah. Now, I, I'm not quite sure what he's well, playing he, and speaking well, he to, did say, he, you know. He did say, and he's, again, we've heard him say this before, he played it last time we, we saw him in Liverpool on the, on the Spinning Songbook tour. Um, both, but because there was... Because she just died. <laughs> Uh, no, well, there was a there was a one bloke who who kept shouting out for it. Oh, really? Uh, okay. And he he said then he said I haven't played this one on this tour, but he said and he said something like, um, it, it, "This song isn't just about one woman; 
it's about um, uh, the the ideas, mm, yeah. the, the, the politics. Yeah. Um, it starts distracting but, me because I start then thinking about, oh, what are the problems with the NHS? How can I solve them? Is it funded? Is it bad management? I'm thinking, I want to, I want to hear, I want to listen to the song. Yeah. And I yeah. start having a debate about the NHS in my head. What 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 uh, gets me now about that song is not the first couple of verses when it's describing the picture in the newspaper, but it's the it's the last verse um, when he's. I, don't know, yeah, yeah, I'm, I really would be handy if I could remember some of the words. <laughs> um, from, but it's the verse where he's saying and try telling that to. Oh, and he paints that picture of all those different people in those yes, terrible situations. Yes, yes true. Uh, and you know, with the, regarding the NHS, try telling that to the to the desperate well, father who's just it, squeezed the life yes. from his only but son. But he also talks about uh, the boys on both sides being blown, blown to, to bits. bits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's all still relevant. I'm not yeah. sure which, which boys on on which sides are being blown to bits at the moment. I'm sure there are um, different sides, but. Then you're like, well, is this about domestic politics? See, I'm getting to the detail, you see. Yeah. It, you, you, I think the project's on like that. You need to appreciate the direction of travel, the, the, the impetus behind it. And if you start then thinking, oh, no, well, hold on, let's break that down. Yeah. <laughs> which boys on which bits do you think you've lost it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not going to yeah, enjoy, enjoy this song. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, and that's why you should have what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding. Well, I think that's a universal. What is so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Uh, not that's, not, that's not to say not, not to say you shouldn't have played Tramp the Dirt Down, but I'm just not oh. sure it was the great closer. No. Yeah, it's, it, it's not sure it's the it's the one to send, right. send people home with. That's but, right. but you know, and, uh, and, and as, if you look at your statistics, we were very unlucky tonight because he's been playing what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding according to my wiki. Right. Time after time after time. Yeah, I thought he'll do this one. Fair enough, it's confused me a bit, and I'm, I'm you know, and I'm and I'm, I'm thinking of all things I think I shouldn't be thinking about, but it's okay because he's going to round it off with one I can get right behind. Right, and he walked off the stage. Yes, <laughs> but you know, having said all, having said all that, I would say, I mean, it's it's too early to tell because it's the, we, we've only just come out of the gig, but yeah. I would definitely put that up, up, up there with one of the better gigs I've seen of the Costello. But you know, you yeah. have to ask me again in a few years' time. Yeah, uh, but I would say that's that's. Certainly, the one of the best ones I've seen uh, in, in quite I'd, a while. I'd, yeah. I'd, yeah, yeah, I'd say top four. Yeah, out of the nine I've seen. Yeah, so that's above average. Yeah, uh, well, Elvis tonight just proving that even after all this time, he remains the only the, daddy that will walk the, the line. Stepping on my toes and I'm getting pretty tired of it. Keep stepping out of line and messing with my mind. If you had any sense, you'd quit. But ever since you were just a little bit of girl, since I was the only man in this whole world, now you better do something and then you'll find. Got the only daddy that will walk the line. I keep on working every day, all you want to do is play. Sick of sticking out on the Funny little moves, so hard and maybe that ain't right. Cause ever since you were just a little bit of curl, since I was an older man of this whole world, now you better do some thinking, then you'll find. Got the only daddy that'll walk the line. Mr. James Bird.
Stepping on my tools, still 